This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Welcome back into Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of the University of North Alabama Athletic Department, brought to you by Club Tales, the original cocktail in a can. I'm Benjamin Ray. We continue meeting new UNA football coaches. Next up, we're chatting with Luke Roth, the special teams coordinator. Comes to North Alabama after stops at Bethel and Kansas, where he worked with Brent Deerman as well as time at Western Kentucky during his coaching career. His special teams have combined for 32 special teams touchdowns. He's produced eight all-conference players, three All-Americans. He was one heck of a punter as well at Bethel where he graduated. We'll talk about that. Now UNA Special Teams Coordinator Coach Roth. We're excited to have you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, appreciate you. I'm excited to be here. Kind of the first question we're asking everybody. I mean, all this started in early, middle part of December. Here we are a few mm-hmm. month, month and a half later. How much of a whirlwind has it been this last stretch getting settled in here in Florence? Yeah, uh, it's it's been it's been wild, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, we've, uh, you know, we, my wife has family in West Tennessee. Um, so that kind of made it a little bit easier for us, the whole transition side of things. Um, but, um, you know, Lawrence, Kansas is, is, is a little ways away from Florence, Alabama. So, uh, to make that transition, especially during the holiday season, um, was a little bit difficult, but like I said, with family in West Tennessee, about two, two and a half hours from here, um, it made it a lot easier for us. So Your connection runs deep with, with Coach Dearman and, and some of these other coaches on staff. Was it a pretty mm-hmm. easy decision to say, hey, let's get the band back together? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Um, you know, I actually uh, had to keep it a secret from my wife for a few days, um, you know, while I kind of thought through the process because, um, you know, if, if, if she knew off the get-go, I wouldn't have had a decision in all this because she would have had our apartment packed up for me before I got home from work. So, um, but, uh, but, you know, we've got a little 17 month old, uh, daughter, Ella Grace. And, um, you know, that was a big decision for us and trying to get down closer to family. Um, you know, and, and we're starting to raise her, not just me and my wife now. So, um, trying to get back down South was a big part of it. Um, but again, all the guys, I think it's, it's not necessarily where you are, but it's who you're coaching with. Um, that you start to realize when you get into this profession a little bit deeper. Um, so, you know, being with Coach Dearman, uh, Weavers, Cruz, uh, Coach Caraboa, all those guys, um, and you know the type of person Dearman is and the type of guys he's going to bring in um, and obviously kind of keep around with Coach Carbine that's still here and um, some of the new guys. So, yeah, it was a, it was a relatively easy decision for us as, as a family. So. I mean, with so many connections throughout this staff, you, you've all been intertwined in different places, and that's really what mm-hmm. we're talking about throughout the, these podcasts. But is it made it a little bit easier for everybody having so many mutual connections here together, mm-hmm. going through this process right. with one another? Right. Yeah, I think it has. Um, you know, like I said, we've been, some of us have been together for a few years now. I was with Coach Weavers and Coach Carabao at the University of Kansas uh, for two years. Um, well, I was with Coach Cruz at Bethel University for a year. Obviously played with Dearman and coached with him. Um, at Bethel and at Kansas so um, you know it, it's you kind of know how each coach operates um, 
you know, what especially as the head coach with Coach Dearman, it's um, we need to we try to be a better an extension of him um, and what he wants to do with the program, and we kind of know how that works. So um, we know what his vision is um, for us as a program and and ultimately a university. Let's start with your special teams background <coughs> as we deep dive into you. And let's start with 32 special mm-hmm. teams touchdowns. That, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's a game changer. <laughs> Where does your specialty in special teams come from? Well, um, you know, when I first got into it, I was um, I was pretty fortunate to have some, to some very, very explosive players, um, even at the NAIA level. Um, some of these guys – were invited to NFL camps um, and the CFL camps and, and things of that nature. And, um, you know, I, I started to learn a lot of special team stuff through um, uh, Coach Fells, um, who was the current special teams coordinator at Bethel and when I first got into the coaching side of things. And, um, you know, and, and he was an aggressive-minded individual um, trying to take advantage of that phase because a lot of schools don't don't put a lot of time into that phase of things, um, you know, and, and it's it's not important until it loses you a football game. Um, so, you know, the, the mindset and mentality that he had, um, you know, we were always aggressive. We were always trying to figure out um, how can we get an edge, how can we steal a possession, um, because ultimately if you can steal a possession, your percentage of winning goes up. Um, you know, that's just – so that was kind of where all that began, and like I said, um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. One of the first couple of games I was with Coach Deerman, um, we had an All-American punt returner in, in our year in 18 at, at Bethel University, um, Jacoby Reddick. We took back five to six kicks between punt returns, block kicks, um, kick returns, things of that nature. And he took one back in the opening game against the number two team in the country. Um, and then a few weeks later, he took one back against Kaiser, um, who was a very good football program. And um, at halftime, he walks past me, and he, we don't usually don't talk special teams, but he says, "Yeah, it's uh, he said that guy makes you look pretty good." I said, <laughs> "Yes, sir, he does. That's that's the whole purpose of, of us recruiting him." So, you know, we kind of I try to put an emphasis on actually recruiting um, returners. I think that's a, another phase that, that you know people coaches are like, "Oh, we'll see." You know, we see if this running back can do it. We'll see if this receiver can do it. Well, I want to see if a kid can do it in high school. I want to see if he can field a punt naturally. Um, punt returners are very hard to find, so when you find one, um, you you gotta you gotta invest in them, you know. And um, they're kick returners you can find because um, it's it's a different animal standing back there catching a kick as opposed to catching a punt. So um, we put a big emphasis on that in the recruiting world when I was at Bethel, um, and I think that um, that paid dividends for us with that. Like you're saying, that 32 right there. That's that's where that's how that, all that happened. UNA fans know what it's like to have a great returner back back in the day, early 2000s. We had a great one named Anthony Merritt. Mm-hmm. He ran a lot of returns back for touchdowns. But mm-hmm. uh, people think special teams, and they just think, oh, you, you just go out and kick the football. But mm-hmm. it's a little bit more detailed and in-depth than that. Oh, yeah. It's extremely more detailed. Um, you know, that's um, I've been pretty fortunate over the last four seasons. Um, like I said, when I left Bethel University, I was a special teams coordinator there. I went to Western Kentucky for one year. Um, I got to – sit back and learn from uh, Andy LaRussa, who's still their current special teams coordinator at Western. Um, and the things that the things that you pick up from people in just a year's time um, is, is remarkable um, when you just kind of take a step back and just watch. 
Um, so doing that was probably one of the one of the best things that I could have done for my career. Um, and then obviously going to West to um, from Western to University of Kansas. Um, I was there for three seasons and I worked under three different special teams coordinators. Um, so I was able to pick pieces from each of them that I liked, worked for two different head coaches, um, was able to pick different pieces that I liked, you know, what they do in practice, how they practice, um, and how to, how to, um, you know, keep the entire team involved. Um, I think that's one thing that, that we'll do with coach Dearman is, you know, just because you start on offense or defense doesn't mean you don't play special teams. Um, you know, we're, we're going to put an emphasis on it. Um, we're gonna. It's gonna be a weapon for us, and that's that's the goal going forward. Thirty-two touchdowns. I mean, what's it take for a special teams unit to be balled into what you're doing? Well, I think I think a lot of it is is you know the trust side of things. Um, you know, again, I'm I try to be an extension of Coach Dearman and what he wants this program to be. Um, you know, and he he wants us to coach with love and trust. Um, you know, build these players up and not tear them down. Um, you know, and I'll be the first to tell you I'm not going to be a, a schematic guru by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I think one of the reasons that I've been able to have successful players um, is because they know they can trust me. Um, you know, and I'm going to put them in the best situation possible. Um, I'm, I don't expect my players to be perfect. Um, but I want them to do everything with their hair on fire. Um, you know, and again, build them up as opposed to tearing them down. Everyone makes mistakes, um, and they're going to make a lot of mistakes during a football game. Um, it's just a matter of correcting those mistakes. Um, but I, I think I think the trust factor in getting them to play for something bigger than themselves, um, which is the whole football scheme in general, right, you know, as an offense and a, def and a defense, but – um, I think you kind of lose that when you talk special teams because not a lot of focus is put on it. Um, you know, as a program, we're going to have our five pillars, um, but we're going to have our pillars on special teams too. You know, the, the offense is going to be what they do. The defense is going to be what they do. And the special teams is going to be what we do. And, um, you know, when I'm, I'm going to put an emphasis on it. And, you know, I think that's, that's why one of the reasons that, that Coach Dearman called me when he was given the opportunity to be the head coach here. Um, you know, I think that's something that he trusts me with. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be me building the relationship with all these players here and letting them know that they can trust me. Um, you know, and again, just coach with love and, and I don't want them to fear me. You know, I want them, I want them to want to play special teams. Um, you know, and going back and looking at the, some previous seasons here at UNA, um, I think that was something that um, – I kind of noticed was when I'm looking at the personnel, the personnel, the, the starters on offense and defense weren't getting a lot of reps on special teams. Um, so I think when we start putting some starters on those units, the whole team is going to start to realize how important it is. Um, and then we should be able to take, you know, take some steps forward when it comes to that. I mean, you got me fired up. You got me wanting to go play some special teams for you. No doubt about it. There's going to be a game this year, one, because of special teams. So, kind of circling away, you've got the perspective of not only coaching with Coach Dearman over the years, but playing with him at Bethel. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk about him as a leader, as a football coach. But tell us a little bit about the Bethel days. that You told me you were a freshman. He was a senior. Mm -hmm. What kind of player, what kind of leader was he as a quarterback? Yeah, well, um, you know, as a freshman punter coming into a program, 
um, you know, you're 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 kind of on the outside as a specialist in general, um, but especially as a true freshman um, coming in. And um, I grew up in Pittsburgh, PA, so you know, moving down south, um, you know, for me was um, was definitely a change um, and change for my family as well. You know, they had to drive you know, 10, 11 hours to get to games. But um, so outside of football, I didn't really, you know, spend too much time around um, Coach Dearman. But, um, you know, we definitely felt the leadership from his senior class that, that he was one of the leaders. And, um, you know, it was one of the first few days, I'll never forget, first few days of um, fall camp. And we had a couple of true freshmen that were out past curfew. And um, the next night, our fire alarms went off at like 3 a.m. So everybody in that in the freshman football dorm at the time, we all go outside, and there's there's no police, there's no fire trucks, there's no security, there's no nothing. It's just all the seniors, and um, and they pulled the fire alarms. Um, and I guess to keep things PG for 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 us on here, um, they gave us a good talking to, um, you know, and made sure that we understood what we were trying to do, and that was one of the more successful years that uh, Bethel University had was when Coach Dearman's set class was juniors and seniors is when they were, you know, leading the program. We won the Mid-South that year. Um, won, won our first – won a playoff game, went to the second round. Um, and I, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe we lost to the eventual national champion that year. So, um, you know, and it um, – you could definitely tell, you know, that whole senior class of that Coach Dearman – um, kind of went through that with um, the leadership, you know, that they that they brought people with them. It wasn't, hey, if you're not going to do this, we're not going to bring you with us. It's, hey, this is how we do it. They showed us how to do it. So, um, you know, it um, it was it was definitely a good experience. You know, for a freshman coming in, it was a whirlwind. You know, um, I didn't go there knowing people. You know, it's not like, oh, I went to high school with a couple of these guys or I played against a couple of these guys in high school. I, you know, it was all people from Alabama, Tennessee, basically some Florida kids, but, um, you know, Georgia guys. Um, but, you know, coming from Pittsburgh, from Pennsylvania, was um, it was definitely a, an eye-opener coming that far south. Four years of playing at Bethel. Mm -hmm. What are some of your playing yep. memories? Man, um, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's really the friendships that, that you kind of create with the guys, you know. Um, you know, I think back to some of the guys that, that, that I played with for four years. Um, you know, it's you remember the wins for sure, um, but you definitely remember remember all the fun times you had together, um, you know, and, and, and supporting each other and helping each other when you're struggling with things. And, um, you know, definitely the friendships that you create, you know, from outside of, from a football locker room and playing for four-plus years together. Um, you know, it's uh, you create a special bond for sure with guy. You know, I could not talk to one of these guys for a couple of years and pick up a conversation with them like like we just talked yesterday. You know, so we all kind of go our separate ways, obviously, and um, but you know, we could, we'll always have that that we can go back to. Grew up in Pittsburgh, PA. Yes, sir. Take us back home to Pittsburgh. I'm assuming you grew up a Steelers mm. fan. Yes, sir. Diehard. Uh, still am. Uh, you know, I gotta give Coach Weaver's hard time because he's a Cowboys fan. So that's right. Um, 
you know, I'm not sure how that happens. He's from Arkansas, so I guess he doesn't have much of a choice. But um, <laughs> He's getting dogged even on this for it. He said you were all teaming up against him in the playoff game oh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's I think that's that's the, the, the mutual um, – Everyone loves to hate a Cowboys fan. 100%. That's, you took the words right <laughs> out of my mouth. That's ex- you're exactly right. So, um, But, no, I um, kind of have a um, – an odd journey, so to speak, of getting into the football side of things. Um, I grew up a soccer player uh, my entire life. I played since I was four or five years old. Um, you know, grew up about 12 miles north of uh, downtown Pittsburgh in uh, Wexford, Cranberry area. Uh, went to a very prominent high school, um, Pine Richland High School um, in Western PA. Um, you know, they've they've – Routed off a few state championships here in the last couple of years. Um, big school. But, um, like I said, I was a soccer player growing up. Uh, played a few other sports here and there. But soccer was always my, my go-to. My, my, my love uh, was soccer. And, um, towards my the, the end of my high school career, junior and senior year, um, you know, I was kind of in a little bit of a rut. Just trying to change some, you know, do something different. Um, and I took a football out to the football field one night and just started punting and kicking. And the high school football coach walks by and um, he says, we need a, a punter and a kicker for us for this upcoming season, which was started in like two weeks. Um, and up north, uh, soccer season and football season are both fall sports. Okay. So I know it's a little bit different, you know, going around the country. And now recruiting high school kids, I realized that, you know, most most places, soccer is a spring sport. Um, but in Western PA at that time, um, it was a fall sport. So I said, you know, I've never done it before. Like, I didn't grow up playing football. I never put shoulder pads and a helmet on um, probably until about a week before fall camp started my senior yeah. season. Um, so I got into that. Um, we would go to soccer practice all day. In the last 30 minutes of soccer practice, we would go over to the football field um, sometimes not even put pads on, just go out there, run punt, kick off and field goal, you know, and with the things that we needed to do, um, coach would always do it at the end of practice. So, um, so that was my experience getting into football. So you did both. Yes. I That's did both. great. Cause a lot yes. of people won't let you do both. So no. you got to enjoy both. I did. Yes. Um, enjoy is, 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 yes. kind, you know, but, um, you know, we, and that was back when, I mean, heck we had, sometimes we had three a days. Yeah. So I would go – so myself and the other kicker at the time, um, who was a soccer player as well, he was a sophomore, I was a senior, but um, we would start our morning off with soccer and then we'd go from soccer to football practice and we might have a little bit of a lunch break, then we'd go back to soccer practice and then we would go back to football practice to finish the day. So we had – now obviously at football practice we're not practicing right. like football players. But, um, you know, I mean we had to have our day from – 6 a.m. to basically 6 p.m. just structured to where we could get to everything. Um, you know, and football definitely definitely worked with us. You know, we kind of catered everything around soccer. So it's like, okay, let's go to soccer practice the majority of the time, but then let's, you know, run over football for the last 20 minutes of practice type deal. Um, so, you know, football understood it. You know, they understood trying to have a kicker and a punter was difficult. So they were willing to make some – accommodations to get us um, but yeah it was interesting it was a wild wild fall so were you a natural not everybody that can kick a soccer ball can kick a football did right. it come naturally for you um 
I would say the punting aspect came pretty quick. Were you um, a goalie or anything? No, I was a striker, um, mainly a forward. Um, did play, played a little bit of defense. Played cup soccer uh, for a team called Arsenal out of Western PA. Um, but you know, I was never a goalie. Uh, but the punting side of it was, um, I was I punted, um, and the other kicker, the other soccer player that came out, he did kickoffs and field goals. Uh, there were two games that he was banged up from a soccer game, so I had to actually kick field goals and, and kickoffs for those couple games. But um, I primarily just punted, and the punting aspect of it just came. It felt it felt natural to me. You know, there wasn't wasn't fighting a lot of things. It just kind of felt felt right. Um, so I always kind of kept up the kicking and kickoff side of things. But um, when I got to Bethel, it was 95% punt. You know, when I would work on field goals and kickoffs just to be able to do it. So, have you thought about how one night in high school launched this career that no. you've embarked on? I mean, yes, I have. Um, but it's, you know, I sometimes sit back and think to myself about, you know, this journey. And if you would have told me, you know, my sophomore, junior year in high school, if you would have sat me down and say, you're going to be a football coach, a college football coach, you're going to coach it you know, Bethel University, Western Kentucky, Kansas, North Alabama, and so on, um, a special teams coordinator, I thought I would have said you're different. I, I literally did not play football. Yeah. So um, it wasn't a sport I did when I was, you know, you go through middle school and you try different sports. Like I, I never even tried it, you know, to actually, like I said, like I learned to put shoulder pads on when I was a senior in high school. Um, so – you know, no, I, I've, you know, I, it's just, it's wild how things happen, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I've come to the point where, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't make plans anymore, um, you know, because I know, I know there's, there's someone that's got bigger plans for me than, than what I have for myself. Um, so, you know, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants, so to speak. And, you know, sometimes people ask, oh, what are, what are your goals or where do you want to end up? Or, yeah, I don't, you know. I don't know, and I don't really have them. I'm just – I want to be where my feet are and, um, you know, just do do my best where I am, and everything else will take care of itself. So so grow up playing soccer. Soccer mm -hmm. takes you to playing football. Football takes you to playing in Bethel, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. You probably never heard of that place when you nope. got there, had a great career there. Mm -hmm. Now you're journeying to coaching. How did you get yeah. your foot in the door? When were you like, you know what, I wanted to give this coaching thing a try? Right. So after my senior season – um, I think everybody, you know, if you if you play college football, you have the aspiration to continue playing afterwards. Um, after my senior year, I went out to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, to a, a NFL kicking combine uh, with Coach Zahner. Um, he runs a, a kind of like a combine like you see in Indy, but it's just for specialists. So um, you only get a handful of specialists that are invited to the one in Indianapolis, um, but. Coach Zahner hosts one that's strictly for all specialists. So um, you it's kind of an invite-type deal. You go out and do a workout, and then you basically try to make it every day. But um, went out and did that, had a couple pro days. Um, you know, and as a specialist, it takes a couple years to break in to the NFL, typically, unless you're one of the top guys in the country, the, the, the Ray guy, the Lou Groza. Um, you know, you're winning those type of awards you'll kind of get thrusted into pretty quick. But, um, 
you know, it takes a few years to get worked into an NFL organization or to get opportunities. So they almost all recycle. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you kind of have to find an opening, so to speak, over a couple year window um, to get an opportunity. Um, and so, you know, I went out and did that, um, went back to, to Bethel in McKenzie, Tennessee, um, and just started working out, you know, just started working out, um, still obviously working towards my degree, uh, towards graduating. Um, and the head coach at the time, uh, coach Cackless, you know, he's like, you know, why don't you just come out and work with our guys, you know, work with our specialists that we have it, while you're working out yourself, you can help them. Um, so, you know, I kind of got into that and then it was brought up, you know, why don't you be a GA for us? Why don't you be a graduate assistant for us? You can get your master's. Um, and then you can learn the coaching side of things. Um, you know, and I said, sure, what the heck, you might as well, rather than I was working at the local gas station to, you know, pay rent and yeah. things, you know, make ends meet, so to speak. And, um, you know, I said, what, what the heck, I can do this and get a little little money on the side um, and, and kind of get into the coaching side of things. And um, he was there, Coach Cackless was there for a year um, when I was a GA, and then he took a job at Eastern Illinois. Um, then Coach Elliott, um, who actually recruited me uh, from – Pittsburgh um he's a PA guy um he he recruited me to Bethel and he got the head job um and then there was obviously some shuffling around in staff and um he uh, he asked me one day if I wanted to be uh, on the on the field a full-time position coach um you know and I said what the heck why not I don't I don't if the actual playing in the NFL isn't gonna work out then you know what's the next best next best thing to stay involved with it and um it just kind of blossomed from there. So, from Bethel to to Kansas to uh, Western Kentucky, you know, mm -hmm. how, how did your path take you to those next two stops? Um, so, from Bethel to Western Kentucky, like I said, I was a special teams coordinator at Bethel for about six, seven years, um, and um, during that time, I worked with a coach uh, that that made his transition. He went to Western a few years back. Um, and he kind of bounced around to a few places. Um, and I got a text message from um, one of the one of the coaches at West current still at Western Kentucky about three weeks before the season started in 2019. Um, said, hey, we have a special teams uh, quality control position open. If you'd be interested in it, just send us your resume. Let us know. Um, so I sent it on to him, didn't hear anything for about a week, week and a half. Um, and then the special teams coordinator, Andy LaRussa, he texted me. Uh, we got on the phone. We talked about some things. Uh, Coach Helton called me. Um, and then it just kind of kind of snowballed from there. It happened really fast. Um, you know, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely a tough transition. Um, it was, uh, you know, I was established at Bethel. Um, not only like what we were doing with the culture, culturally uh, winning football games, scoring, um, but financially as well. Um, you know, and then when you when you go and take one of the QC roles at a group of five school, um, you know, that's something that, you know, financially it's you have to be able to make that work. Um, my wife at the time was a, was um, well, she still is a nurse, but she was um, just getting into. Um, some a little bit more of a prominent role nursing wise and 
uh, we were able to make that work. So, um, you know, I went up there. I got a small one-bedroom studio apartment, um, basically as cheap as I could find in, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And, um, you know, went up there and worked for Coach Helton and Coach Larusa for a year. Um, during all this time, Coach Wallace, who was with me at Bethel uh, with Coach Dearman, um, was it went to Air Force, um, and Coach Dearman was at Kansas. Um, I guess long story short, Coach Dearman ended up bringing Wallace to Kansas. Wallace ends up getting the special teams coordinator job at Kansas. Um, they have a analyst position opened up. He calls me, um, says he wants to get me up to, to Lawrence. So um, ended up in Lawrence, and then obviously some pieces moved around from there. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Coach Dearman goes from Kansas to middle and then FAU, and uh, Coach Wallace is actually still there as a running backs coach. But um, after the first year with Coach Wallace, um, Coach Schoonover – uh, comes in as a special teams coordinator. And um, and then as of last season, Coach Onatolu, uh, who was with Coach Leipold at Bethel, or I'm sorry, not at Bethel, at Buffalo. Um, he was a special teams coordinator at Buffalo, brought him with him. Um, so those were those were the four special teams coordinators that I've had a chance to um, kind of sit behind, work for, see how they run meetings and um, how they do things schematically and things like that. So, um, so that's kind of how – how I ended up at those two different places. That's their journey. That's the people that have impacted you. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's crazy that it all comes full circle now. Here you are back here at the University of North Alabama. Let's jump off the field. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you're not coaching, yes. what do you like to do? Oh, man. Um, I already know you're a Steelers fan. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, you know, I enjoy uh, really all the uh, – if I'm going to claim the Steelers and the, and the Penguins, i got to claim the Pirates too, so the Buccos. Um, i gotta I got to claim them, but – um, you know, I usually usually keep up with the Penguins. Penguins run to the Stanley Cup every you know every year. Um, you know, keep up with those type of things. But um, you know, outside of football, I would say, you know, my wife and I we enjoy the outdoors. Uh, we do a lot of kayaking and hiking and uh, different things like that. Like to fish. Um, I think I think my in my my next profession would probably be in the in the carpentry world. I like to do a lot of, of woodworking and, and things of that nature. Nice, yeah. So a lot of, um, you know, for us looking for a house in North Alabama, we're gonna looking for something with a shop or a nice garage that I can that I can set up in. Um, so if there's any projects that Coach Deerman needs around the office, he, I'm You're usually the guy. I'm usually the guy that he he usually knocks on my office door, gives me a call, and um, asks me if, one if we can do it and how we need to do it. So, um, but. Yeah, and obviously with, with the little one, uh, Ella, we have a 17-month-old daughter, Ella Grace. Uh, with her running around now, we obviously won't get as much of that in. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing, good problem to have, so to speak, to not be able to do that kind of stuff. We, we can talk some Pirates baseball. <clears throat> now, Penguins, you're going to have trouble finding people to talk hockey with you, mm -hmm. but maybe you can kind of introduce the rest of us to hockey. Yes. There might be some Preds fans floating around. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't ventured much into hockey, but yeah. maybe you can introduce us to it. Oh, a yeah. More. I'm, hey, I'm all for it. I love – I grew up watching the Penguins and Penguins and Steelers. Uh, the Buckos will have some good years every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but – 
Um, mainly the Penguins and the Steelers. Those are kind of my two go-tos. Let's wrap it up. This has been been great. It's been great getting to know you a little more. This will be the first of many conversations, and you, you're obviously very talented at what you do. And kind of got me thinking, I mean, UNA's had a great run of specialists. I mean, Jamie Stoddard was the kicker on the championship mm-hmm. teams. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame last year. Yep. Think of a guy like Will Batson, who was an All-American punter, and there's others we could name. I mentioned Anthony Merritt earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you kind of thought about that UNA tradition? And I hadn't thought about the special teams tradition, but keeping that special Special teams traditional. I mean, Joe Gurley was a five-year punter here a few right. years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. have you thought about that much as you guys restore the purple storm and stuff, purple swarm and stuff? Right. Me? Well, um, a little bit, to be honest with you. But um, you know, North Alabama to me, um, you know, I didn't grow up in the area. You know, I, like I said, I grew up, I grew up, you know, up there in in Pennsylvania. So uh, my knowledge of previous years at North Alabama and everything that's came through is something that I'm still learning. Um, I do know that we have a very good one right now in Sam Cortano um, and a very talented kicker. Um, I know we had a talented long snapper last season uh, that did just graduate um, just based on watching film. But, um, you know, I think that's something that, that, that we can continue, you know, we're going to continue. Um, you know, I think something that you don't see a lot of, and I think I think I hold a little bit of value in regards to this, is because um, with special teams coordinators, there's not a lot that you see that were specialists. Um, most of them are guys that, you know, maybe played defensive end or uh, receiver in the NFL or something like that, and they just ended up kind of getting the tag as special teams coordinator. Well, I'm a special teams coordinator, but I'm also coaching the specialists. Um, so... You know, I think I think there's some value to that side of it. You know, typically, and and I know previous years we've had um, Coach King, um, who has worked with the specialists in the area, and he's done a great job with all the guys around here. And um, had a chance to sit down with him when I first got here. Um, hopefully, he can be around the program still a little bit, and um, you know, get another set of eyes on all these guys when they're working out. But um, but yeah, I think. I think to have someone on staff that knows some details about snappers, punters, and long snappers, and doing kickoffs, um, you know, I think um, I think there's a value in that, um, and I think the development, and I can kind of speak on the development of any specialists that are in school here or coming to school here. Um, you know, that's something that you will get here as opposed to, I would say, most places yeah. across the country. Um, sometimes you're fortunate. Like previous years, Mike Coach Mike King, you know, a guy, a local guy that enjoys the kicking aspect of things and will work with specialists. Um, but there's not a lot of schools across the country that have someone employed on their staff that has been a specialist and knows some details about actually coaching specialists. Um, so I think, I think with all that being said, I think we'll hopefully continue our run and putting some good specialists out there on the field and um, we're young at some of the, those positions um, but that's not always a bad thing you know that um, if there's 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 a lot of room for growth and improvement um, you know and I've seen it over the last two weeks already just with our workouts alone um, I haven't even seen these guys actually kick or punt or long snap yet so um, I'm definitely looking forward to a little bit warmer weather and getting out there which this weather's pretty warm for where we just That's were, right. so you know I'm, I'm it's okay. Cold for us, right? Yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with mid 40s right now. Um, you know, it's a little different than Lawrence, Kansas, but uh, but no, I think 
I'm excited about the guys we have here. Um, and exci- I'm excited about some of the guys that we're targeting for uh, this next class. So, We're excited to have you as well, and we appreciate the time with you, Coach Rock. Thank you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you.